Global Diplomacy Lab. Coffee Break. With Khaldun Asadi. The GDL is a platform for exploring new and more inclusive diplomacy beyond traditional politics. In each episode of this podcast, we want to get an insight into the work routines, perspectives on global challenges and sources of inspiration from our wonderful guests. Enjoy your coffee or whatever hot and cold beverage you prefer along the way. And please consider the show notes as they provide further information on the topics raised. Today, I am talking to Tamara Gomez-Marin. She is Consul General of Costa Rica in Rome. Hi, Tamara. Hi, nice to see you. Nice to meet you. Very happy to be here. Yeah, nice to meet you too. Give us a short introduction into what you do and how you manage your workday, what your work routines are to get the stuff done that you need to get done. Well, as Consul General, I have to take care a lot of, about people most of it about Costa Ricans who are living in Italy, but of also people who want to go to Costa Rica to get to know the country. And that's, I think, a big time of my, of my job. And I also work uh, as a di diplomat regarding the political agenda we have with Italy. But I will say it's like half and half of, of the work I do. And it's very interesting because you have the opportunity to work a lot, of, a lot with people and sometimes with people in need or with a lot of questions and uncertainties. So it is nice to be there for them and to support them and help them in, as, as migrants in the end, as students, as families, as workers. So it's a, a very interesting experience. And of course, also to, to work on a high level with Italy and the bilateral relationships between Italy and Costa Rica is also a very exciting part of my job. And on a very practical level, do you have any like, um, you know, tools that you use to set the agenda for your day or, you know, to get the stuff done that you need to get done to get the tasks done? Is, is there something, you know, maybe a cheat that you can give us to maybe even ourselves um, to use that? Well, I, I will say as I'm working with people, people also always have something that is very urgent for them. But for everybody, everything they have to do or to manage or to solve is always urgent. So I think the most practical tool I have is to to really know which person is coming first and which are their needs and how do I manage to solve the first problem that arrives quickly, but also understanding the situation where everybody is. So my, my first tool, I will say, is to really respect who is coming first for their, with their needs and to, to be assertive talking with people and to comprehend their realities and their situations uh, in order to solve their problems. And of course, I have a lot of post-its all around my, my desk. <laughs> okay, so post-its. And, and what is someone you would regard as a very urgent case? Well, I will say when somebody is in, in vulnerability uh, about their situation in other country, about their documents being stolen, for example, or as we have now COVID-19, 
and people can get uh, sick while they are in a, on another country or how do they get vaccinated? Those are cases where somebody's on vulnerability and you have to put first the human part of the person so that you can, you can solve or help them solve their, their situation. Also respecting the laws and the regulations of the, of the host country, which, which is also very important. Mm -hmm. So someone who, who has lost their papers or, yeah, as, as you mentioned right now, COVID as an urgent issue. You also said that you are not only working with the individuals that are, let's say, migrants or visitors in Italy, but you also are working on specific diplomatic issues with Italy. Could you give us an example of a topic that is currently important for you in your work? In our diplomatic work, it's always very important to prioritize the the pillars of the foreign policy of our countries. And Costa Rica and Italy have a, a strong, very strong relationship and really uh, important subjects where we can work together. For example, climate change and environment uh, is an, a subject that is important for both countries. Uh, gender equality, cooperation in the areas of food safety or agriculture, education, protection of cultural heritage, the oceans. And this is a, a really, I will say, big agenda. We can work together where both countries can bring their own experiences, where we can cooperate bilaterally, but also where we can push about different subjects on the multilateral agenda. And I will say that one that is very important for me is related about uh, or with uh, climate change and environment. As you probably know, Costa Rica is a strong country and a country that has been leading the way when it comes to, to environment and, and human rights related to the environment. So we worked uh, very close with Italy in the, in where we have like this areas where we can develop a more specific agenda related to this uh, big subject that, that works like an umbrella. And it's very exciting to really work on concrete solutions. What would be such a concrete solution? Like, could you give us an example to, to make it less abstract for us? Yes. Um, for example, we are working with a program that is called like um, circular circular cities and it's a work with local governments from from Costa Rica and other Latin American countries that are part of it and experts from Italy that have experience with uh, the a better use of the materials that are not being at the end used by the industries, by the agricultural procedures, by the cities, you know, that not, not everything becomes garbage, but that you can give a value to these, to these other products that are not being used. And so that the cities and the local governments have the tools or the communities have the tools to have a better recycling process, a better comprehension of how to use, how to treat organic waste or how to develop cities that are more efficient when it comes to transportation. So we are having an ex uh, a possibility where local governments from our country work with the local governments or enterprises from Italy who have this experience so that they can learn from it and also improve their, their experiences in our communities. Another example is working with agriculture and, for example, women, rural women, that can be receive uh, some training 
about the how to improve the their agricultural products and to give them more value and to make them also more efficient and these are those two concrete uh, examples that link also environment and of course people that sounds really interesting and it shows the importance of Uh, multilateracy in order to tackle those global challenges. Global challenges are also like, if you will, the second pillar of this podcast, where we ask our guests what they see as one of the important global challenges and maybe where they tell us more about an aspect of that global challenge that they think might be overlooked in the general discussion. Would that global challenge also be climate change that you know that that interests you most or that where you would think your heart is leaning towards or is it also something else i will say something else i know how important mm -hmm. climate change is and i really support every action we take to to tackle climate change and the, to recognize the also the the differentiates uh, responsibilities there are But for me, the most important global challenge right now is inequality, economical inequality, because it responds to economical models that keep accumulating, that also links to the, to the decision of some organizations that decide not to support, for example, actions against climate change. And it is because we are producing a lot, but it's still accumulated. And you see it in inequalities regarding vaccines right now, but also about poverty and hunger. And it is, uh, it has to change. The model, the economical model has to change because we cannot keep thinking that just by producing a lot and by having the, the GDP growing that we are going to have a better life because the, the inequalities in Within countries, in regions, women and men are there. And if you have inequalities and people who don't have the opportunity to receive education or to, to grow on a, on a healthy environment with house, with food, with water, in the end, you cannot tackle climate change because you will have people who, who have other priorities. And you cannot tackle also the, uh, which is also very important for me, the weakness of democracy, because I also believe that democracy is at stake because the ones who have more power and more money are telling to us that people who are suffering these inequalities should concentrate in hate speech or to, to think that minorities are the responsible for their conditions and not the economical models that are, are that is actually creating this creating these inequalities so that's for me that the global challenge that it is really in my heart so you would basically say when it comes to inequality that the general discussion does not address the root cause of the problem if it focuses too much on let's say populists or hate groups when they leverage this general situation I will say that the ones who are economically powerful have managed to move the discussions to attack minorities, to keep people who are living in the worst situation of vulnerability to concentrate or to believe that their problems are related to the possibilities or opportunities some other groups or, or minorities are receiving. But actually it is because the economical model that we, we are where we are living um, it is not really, I would say, like going like this prosperity, this 
the, the, the money, the wealth is going to everybody. I have a question. So to make it more, maybe more specific or more tangible, if you would have the chance to set up a panel discussion, what would be the headline of this discussion hmm. when discussing one specific aspect of what you have mentioned right now? So that we can find within this panel discussion a solution. What, what would be the headline? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I think a, a panel discussion will be related about universal income and wealth distribution, for example. Okay, that sounds that sounds interesting and and like very concrete and like um, an issue that that should be discussed globally. <laughs> Tamara, I would like to know with all these topics that you're working on, you know, the, the individual cases of people coming to you as a general consul, but also the topics that you are working on, you know, as a consul general, but as a diplomat, but also those things that, that you care about very personally. What inspires you in your day-to-day -day work? Like, what are sources for inspiration for you? Oh, well, I will say... A source of inspiration is that I still believe in solidarity and uh, the sense of community and that we are, that we want to take care of each other. And sometimes when, when people are angry, when people just are thinking about themselves in a very individualistic way, it just inspires me to see that there are people who are taking care of each other, who think in a solidaritarian way. People who think on the on the big picture and that there is no 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 selfishness and I see it. I have seen it on my work or as a volunteer in the different organization I have worked. And sometimes when you are like losing hope, <laughs> it inspires me to see that people are still coming together to solve their problems or to talk or to believe in solidarity as a way to move forward and to to have a better life for everybody. And Also, in a very personal way, the mountains, the mountains inspire me a lot <laughs> to think about the mountains, the forest. As, mm -hmm. as Costa Rican, I will say we are very connected to nature and inspires me because it also remembers me of the whole of the universe, of, of how we are interconnected. And I, I try to remember that we are not just ourselves, but that we are part of of an ecosystem that it needs from everybody to, to really change things and to have a better world, a better planet. That's truly inspiring, Tamara. And thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the GDL Coffee Break podcast. Executive producers are Nele Finsel and Lea Schindler. Audio production by Thomas Reintjes. Visual design by Juli August. Music, Brett, produced by La Crembo. This is your host, Khaldun Asadi, and I hope you tune in next time.